listening to Daniel Ball Wrestling. I am your host, Daniel. I've been wondering where I've been. Yeah, the show's back after, I don't know, WrestleMania Sunday. So after nine days, we're back. So yeah, thanks to everyone who tweeted me asking where the show was, where was night two. I said, I said I'd get around to reviewing WrestleMania night two. I mean, I know it's unprofessional. I know most people reviewed it the next day, but usually I'd be out WrestleMania. So you wouldn't in like, well, WrestleMania... 35, you didn't actually get the review podcast till about two weeks later. So, yeah, it's probably going to be the same next year in Dallas. But hey, yeah, so if you're if you're watching this video, hit the like button. If you're not subscribed, you know what to do. All the listeners on Apple Podcasts, um, yeah, if you could just leave us a five-star review, that'd be great. Thanks to everyone else who have. And I think we've had like five in the last like two weeks or something. So, yeah, thanks to everyone who's done that. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure you're wondering why the show's nine days late. But um, I'm just going to talk about what we're going to be talking about on today's show. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania Night 2. Um, if you have not already listened to it, the review of Night 1 is um, on the channel. If by now you forgot, for the seven days leading up to WrestleMania, I think we did a podcast pretty much every day talking about NXT both nights, talking about all the independent shows, um, Spring Break, Bloodsport, seems like ages ago now. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot has happened since then in the world of wrestling. Now, I was expecting when I was doing this to just go straight into WrestleMania, but as everyone knows by now, something absolutely massive in wrestling happened last Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. I was at my mate's house. We'd had a few drinks, right? I sat there and I thought, I want to go on Twitter. And I look at the ratings and I thought... AEW 1.2 million. Thought we only had like four beers at the pub. There's no way that is true. So I checked. I not. I were in like a wrestling group chat. Nobody had bothered to message me and be like, "Oh, have you seen the AEW viewership?" Nobody. 1.2 million. So I'm gonna take this from the Observer. Um, everyone knows by now, anyway. It's last week's news, but still, this is how big this news was. It's still being talked about now. So yeah, on the first week following the end of the Wednesday night was AEW Dynamite average 1.219 million viewers on TNT, up 77, 77 percent from last week when Brian Alvarez. So that was the. I thought I need to check these ratings. I'll go on Alvarez's Twitter. When I put it, I thought. Has he put that wrong or something? But yeah. The show finished second on cable TV charts in the 18 to 49 demo. The all important 18, 18 to 49 demo. It drew a 0.44 rating in the demo, up 57% from last week. Obviously, last week, Dynamite um, was head to head with TakeOver. So I think the rate, to be fair, the viewership was a little bit down. But off the top of my head, I think it did like. I don't know, it still broke 700,000, didn't it? So. Like, after Revolution, they'd still been doing, like, seven... They dropped a little bit, and they leading up to Revolution, it was around, like, late 800s, early 900s, but it's around, it was around, like, middle 700s for those three to four weeks after Revolution. So, nobody... I mean, obviously, NXT was gone. So, NXT had moved nights, and the NXT viewership, that was, like, what? They did 800,000, didn't they? Around 800,000 last Tuesday. So, a lot of people were saying... 
like they might gain an extra 100 to 120,000. If you'd have asked me, I didn't do a podcast, so you couldn't ask me. But if I'd have been doing a prediction that week, I probably would have gone for about, if I'm honest, about 850. I would have took 900. If I'm an AEW fan, which I am, you would definitely have taken um, 900,000 from that. But yeah, the viewership was the highest since Dynamite's premiere episode all the way back in October 2019. And the 18 to 49 number was the second best since that month. So yeah, October 2019, when WWE famously said about the battle. Do you know what I mean? The battle not being won. Well, I think we can safely say that battle has not been won. Well, what was it they said? What did they... F- it can't be that famous. I've completely forgot what they said. But, you know, do you remember they issued that statement saying congratulations to AEW? Um, but, yeah. So, NXT Move Nights and AEW. 1.219 million viewers. I mean, the big question is, can they maintain it this week? I think... It's tough, isn't it? Because the show, obviously, the show actually, it kept the viewers. So it weren't like they just had like a really big segment, a really big lead. And I think Chris Jericho's um, segment in the middle of the show got the, was like the peak. I think it did like 1.37, 1.38. But it was all pretty much consistent throughout the show. Um, the Dar- It held up for the Darby Allen main event, which is why they're going to be doing Darby Allen versus Jungle um, Boy this week. But, I mean, it wasn't even, the big surprise was it wasn't even like, it wasn't like a loaded lineup. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously the Phoenix and Pack versus Young Bucks match was like, I don't know, for like purists, it was like a dream match. I'd said weeks leading up to it, can't wait for that match. But it wasn't really a match, I know Young Bucks do well, but it wasn't really a match where, to say like when they did Moxley Omega, that's probably the biggest television match they've done. I think, yeah, do you remember it? Um... Uh, what was it? The Frozen, the Frozen whatever show. Winter is coming, the Frozen show. You can tell I've got a little girl. The Winter is coming show at the start of December. That Moxley Omega match, that was there to draw the big television rating. They had Moxley Omega and the Sting debut. And they did like, it was late 900, so when is it? 970 around that. I think it was like 979. And um, so if they didn't break it for that, you wouldn't expect them to do it for this. But to gain an extra like, what, 500,000 viewers almost... I mean, from that Winter is Coming show, Winter is Coming, not Frozen, they did like an extra, what, 250? 250? But it's pretty incredible. I mean, I, I don't know what to put it down to. Like, people are like, oh, it's just the consistent booking, and they stuck with it. I'm sorry, but consistent booking does not gain you a 77% increase. So it might have been a, a factor, but there's no way that it was... Do you know what I mean? The, the main event of the show is Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy, yeah? That it's not going to boost it by seventy-seven percent. I think it's a combination of things. Obviously, it's the young bucks having a match. Yeah, that was a big match. I don't think that was. I think the big things. Obviously, NXT moving. But I, I think which is what we're going to get into, which is going to transition us into the WrestleMania. That Sunday night, the Sunday night. I mean, we was all sat there. As I told you on the Saturday, we was traveling, traveled up to Leeds. I did the podcast. The last podcast that we did, I jumped on that train and we went up to Leeds and we're watching uh, Mania, me, Sean and Neil, and we watched the Jericho on the Broken Skull thing and we just sat there like, like the big thing that week on Twitter was, are they going to mention AEW? Are they going to mention it? Maybe they'll just like mention it once. They spent about 20 minutes talking about AEW. The AEW belt is on the screen behind and it's like... What is Vince doing? What? Like, everyone in the room, I wish we'd have done We was going to do a live watch along, but we'd had a few punk IPAs by then. 
But, like, I, don't, I still to this don't understand what Vince McMahon was thinking. Like, what? They, sorry about that. They wanted a few more, few more viewers on Peacock. Yeah, a few people to subscribe to, to Peacock. Was that really worth it to give AEW this? I mean, the plug in New Japan World. I mean, New Japan aren't a threat to WWE, but the whole thing was just a big advert for AEW. Like, it was also it was obviously you could watch it on on demand before the show, which is what we did, but. It was the leading from WrestleMania. So all these people that are watching WrestleMania that might not know what AEW is, bottom corner of the screen, coming on next, Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull. They might be like, oh, Chris Jericho, whatever happened to him? They watched the... It wasn't even like they spoke about AEW like halfway through. No, within three minutes, they're talking about AEW. And it's like, what is Vince doing? What he, the guy has lost his mind. I mean, if you've not watched Raw the last two weeks, it's evidently he's lost his mind. But... Guy has clearly lost his mind. You've got Steve Austin, probably, what, the biggest WWE legend going. You could say Hulk Hogan, but judging off the reaction on Mania Night, maybe not Hulk Hogan. But, yeah, he's endorsing it. He's endorsing it. It's just... Now, obviously, NXT moving was a big factor, yeah. But I think that Jericho show has contributed to at least 100,000 viewers. And it's just, it was ludicrous. I mean, though, they only did speak about AEW for 20 minutes, yeah. But, though, it was a, it's, it's something that I think in 10 years, 15 years' time, when the book's being written about AEW, well, we, who knows what's happened. They might not even be in business then. They might have overtaken WWE. Can't see it. But when the books are being written about the history of this, this is going to have its own fucking chapter. It, it, WrestleMania 37 night 2 the Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull podcast on the Sunday NXT moving on the Tuesday Dynamite getting 1.2 million viewers on the Wednesday that is going to have its own chapter mate no mistake about it I mean last week I was sat there thinking oh, why am I not home if I was at home this microphone would have been plugged in and you'd have had to listen to me babbling on about it but instead, you got that pleasure now. But yeah, absolutely incredible story last week. But it's just what will they get this week? I mean, that's the most interesting thing really this week. The card for this week. I mean, the, the show Dynamite, we're not going to go into big detail. But I mean, they had a great Young Bucks versus Phoenix and Patch match to, match to open. I did like the Darby Allen Matt Hardy main event when they got all like the interference and some stuff out of the way with. Um, so it was a decent show. It was a good Dynamite. Um, this week... I mean, there's no... The Young Bucks aren't in action. Kenny Omega's not in action. John Moxley's not in action. So if they can do... I think anything 1 million or above is brilliant. I mean, people might be saying, oh, they should be aiming for 1.2, which is fair. I mean, if it's me, I'll be honest, people might not think it's a good idea. I'd be, like, getting a huge match on the show. Maintain that audience. Do what you can to keep 1.2 million for the next three to four weeks, do you know what I mean, get these people in a routine watching it every week, but don't look like they've done that, I mean, we've got Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, apparently Darby Allen seems to be a draw, but yeah, I'd be getting big things on the show, but this is not the AEW don't do things like that, so we'll see, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do tomorrow, I think, if I'm doing a prediction, I'm going to go 980,000, and that, that's still good, that's still good, but You'd like to hope, you hope they can get 1 million or more. I mean, if they can get 1.2 million without all those guys on the show, that is big. I mean, if they can get the 1.2, what are they going to get for the Blood and Guts match in three weeks? It's just, it's exciting, it's exciting. Do you know what I mean? We're 10 minutes into my first show after WrestleMania, and we're not even talking about WrestleMania. So, yeah, we're going to do that now, though. It seems a little bit, I sort of thought, 
how am I going to speak about a show that, like, I watched, what, nine days ago? To be fair, I did actually re-watch the show. I'm that much of a loser. I, I re-watched Night 2 on, like, last Wednesday, last week. But I've been... As, as that guy who kept, like, constantly DMing me saying, oh, I wish you'd stop going on about beer gardens on the show. This is why I pre-warned you all. I said that first week back. First week back, I will be out. And I think I went out about three, maybe four times or something like that. Yeah? So, that's why I pre-warned you. That's why you got seven seven days of shows in a row. But, yeah, I should say thanks to everyone, by the way. You, I don't know, we've still been getting, like, subscribers um, and stuff like that, even though without, like, plugging any shows or anything or recording any shows. I should say thanks. I've had people, like, DMing me, saying when when to show up. Um, just been listening to the Night One review, really good. So, yeah, I should say thanks to all you lot. Um, yeah, it's appreciated. Keeps you going. Do you know what I mean? It keeps you in this podcasting thing. Do you know what I mean? At the start, it was hard to be like, you know, like, find the, uh, what's the word? Do you know what? My mind's gone blank. What's the word? What's the word? The motivation. Do you know what I mean? When you're, like, first starting off, anyone will tell you, when you're first starting off and you're getting, like, 10 listeners or something, it's like, how do you find the motivation to put your microphone back in and talk what you feel like? No one, it takes, it takes time. So if there's any people starting off a podcast now, do you know what I mean? I'm not nowhere near the levels I want to be at. Nowhere near. But you've got to start somewhere. So it's like YouTube. YouTube, now our views are nowhere near what I want. I mean, I'm more happy with the views on Apple Podcasts, but you've just got to build it over time. Um, so yeah, thanks to everyone who's stuck by the show. But yeah, we're going to talk about WrestleMania Night 2 in a second. Um, people are wondering, the next show is probably... I might do a review of Dynamite Friday. I might not have time to, but from next week... We're going to, as I've mentioned before, we're going to get into the routine of revo- reviewing um, Raw on a Tuesday. So on Tuesday and Fridays will be your days for getting reviews up. Then we're going to try and get a bit more of a routine. Um, I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania Night 2, which seems like absolutely ages ago. So I'm just going to give my, not brief thoughts, but do you know what I mean? My, my overall thoughts on the show. I mean, the show itself overall, right? I mean, the two that I watched it with, they'd been drinking the night before I only went up on the Sunday. So they was a little bit hungover. But I was obviously shattered from like being up until like five in the morning watching it the night before. But it didn't feel like the show watching it live was as good as night one. But I, as I said, I did go back and watch it. And on the second watch, the show was actually a little bit better. I mean, like, well, I'll just get into it. So the show opens with Hogan and Titus out. And this is the difference between night one and night two. Night one, you didn't really notice. There was boos for Hogan, but they weren't like clear boos. That night two crowd did not like Hulk Hogan. When he comes out dressed as this pirate, he is getting audibly booed. I mean, the theme of the night for us watching it was like, it's hard to, like, why are they piping in the sounds? Like, it, the, the whole crowd sweetening thing was getting quite annoying. Because, like, the whole excitement behind this WrestleMania wasn't necessarily the card that they put on because it wasn't really the sexiest of cards, but it was more what reaction are people going to get. We've not heard... Wrestling's all about about reactions. We've not heard what reactions these guys are going to be getting. We don't know. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle has never wrestled in front of a live crowd on the WWE main roster. He's been at, what, the Performance Center um, for for those few months of Thunderdome. So that sort of stuff is interesting. Sheamus has had, for me... Probably his best three or four months since he's since his first big run, really, uh, back in two thousand and nine. So it was in that sort of stuff was interesting. The crowd scream didn't really help. Um, but the opening match, the opening match was it was a bit like we was like, why is this match opening 
Why is Randy Orton <laughs> Randy Orton versus the Fiend? When you think of like a, you, like classic wrestling shorts, get a strong opener out. A hot opener. Night before we had Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, yeah. Which was alright. It was it was good, weren't it? It wasn't like great, but it was a lot better than this. I mean Orton comes out, and what we were saying, which I didn't see a lot of other people pick on, Orton looked like he'd how do I say this politely? Put a little bit of timber on. I don't know. I, mean, I suppose he's getting in. He's in his 40s now. He's settled down. But I don't know. He didn't look like the Randy Orton. He's in a lot better shape than I am. But he didn't look like the Randy Orton that we're used to. He was in his white trunks. What, what is up with all these heels wearing white? Young Bucks, Randy Orton. Hey. Um, but yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole thing was... the. The thing about it, it was all about Bray Wyatt's entrance, the Fiend's entrance, where he's in the jack-in-the-box. Byron Saxon still couldn't work out what was going off, what was going on. I like, I liked it. I like the entrance. It's one of them, isn't it? It's like the freak show element of a WrestleMania that you get. It's one of them things. People are going to look at this night and say, do you remember when the Fiend came out of the jack-in-the-box sort of thing? I mean, it was, yeah. He comes out of the jack-in-the-box, Alexa Bliss wheels it, he dives on Randy Orton, and then they go on. I mean, I remember being there for 33, and it was like, you was expecting, like, these two, Randy Orton burnt down the Fiend, Bray Wyatt's house all them years ago. And we got a nothing match that ended with, like, an RKO, didn't it? History repeated itself here four years later. Because they have, like, the red light was on as well. That fucking red light. It just ruins the match. I mean, they did stop doing that. I'm sure they did, didn't they, with the Fiend matches. They stopped doing the whole red light thing. But, hey, it was back here. And luckily the match was only, what did it go, like, six, seven minutes or something like that. But, yeah. The Fiend's sort of dominating, and then Orton just hits him with one... Basically, Bliss distracts him. Loads of, I feel stupid even saying this out loud. Loads of fucking goo comes out of her mouth. She distracts the Fiend, turns around, RKO, one, two, three, right? That's it. After all this, being set on fire. Yeah, all this. Three weeks before on Raw, the Fiend got RKO'd, yeah? No sold it. Put Orton down, and him and Bliss posed and pointed to the Mania sign. But we're supposed to believe, yeah? That three weeks later, this RKO, the Fiend, he, he's like, he not like kicked out of like four spears and like 29 curb stomps and stuff. One RKO puts this man down. And yeah, that was it. The lights go off. You're thinking, what's going to happen next? They'd all gone. They'd all gone. This four-month feud, that was the climax of this four-month feud. They'd all disappeared. The crowd audibly booing, yeah, audibly booing, which... I'm not surprised, really. It was a disappointing ending. I mean, we've read in the dirt sheet since, obviously, the plan was for Bray to win. But Vince McMahon, last minute Vince, decided to give Orton the win, which completely messed up the whole the whole feud. I mean, how can a babyface, because, yeah, apparently the thing was a babyface, get burned alive, make a triumphant return, and lose. <laughs> but, hey, it's WWE, in it? But, yeah, Vince McMahon, as we've spoke about at the start of the show, he's lost his fucking mind. But, yeah, the match itself, I mean, I've seen, I think Meltzer gave it minus one star. I wouldn't say it was that bad. You probably, it's not It's not a forgettable match, is it? Or a whole forgettable angle. I think I went like a star or something. It was a disappointing, stupid ending that made no sense. Now, speaking of things that made no sense, it was match two. I mean, on night one, we got that whole gauntlet match, which was horrible, by the way. And that led into night two. And I was saying, what? What? Of all the people who didn't get matches on Mania, yeah, why are Natalia and Tamina the ones getting two matches? And this match, this match, yeah, 14 minutes, 
One for 14 minutes this match gets. I mean, the match itself, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't bad. We was all sat there. I'm looking at poor Sean. Sean's in the corner pretty much falling asleep. He was struggling anyway because he'd like had a few the night before. I'm looking at Sean thinking, he ain't making this main event. There's no way. So, yeah, this match almost put poor Sean to sleep. 14 minutes. 14 minutes and we didn't even we didn't even get we didn't even get a title change so all this effort that they put in and title didn't even change hands the heels won the crowd were to be fair surprisingly into tamina not sure why um but yeah the fact that this match this match got 14 minutes i know like we're saying it joking got 40 minutes kevin owens sammy Zayn, a match that people have been wanting to see wanting to see at a wrestlemania since that mania in dallas five years ago when they got put in the ladder match instead do you know what I mean, this match, I think it went like nine minutes. Did it go nine? Do you know what? I'm going to get the times up here because I'm actually curious about these times. Right, good old Wikipedia will sort us out here. So Wikipedia, uh, Wrestle, great. I'm sorry for the audio listeners, but are you stuck with it? It's my show. Right, WrestleMania 37. Right, match times. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. I'm pretty sure it was like 40 minutes, but I know that this match got right. So we got... This match got 14 minutes 20... This match got 14 minutes and 20 seconds, yeah. Apollo and Big E got 6 minutes. Not even half the amount of time. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get 9 minutes 20 seconds. Sheamus and Riddle get 10 minutes. It's like... At what point did they lay out these 7 matches and think, Oh, that women's tag title matches, that gets the second amount of time. Just bizarre, but yeah, the match itself, it, it, it was there. It could have been on any given run. No one would have given a shit. I didn't give a shit. Nobody give a shit. But yeah, so it was disappointing. I mean, I, I went two stars on the match. Um, Nia and Shayna retained. But yeah, disappointing start. I mean, it was a bit of a two matches into WrestleMania. You're like, okay, no, we've only got five matches left. We were like 40 minutes in. And yeah, it was just, this is where I think people... You want to start hard. If you can get a positive feeling to a start of a wrestling show, it does really help. And this was, do you know what I mean? You'd piss the crowd. You'd piss the crowd off by bringing Hulk Hogan out. You'd piss them off by having Randy Orton, The Fiend, have a horrible ending. Then you'd piss them off by making them watch Nia Jax for 14 minutes. So, yeah. By the time we get Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn around, I mean, to be fair, the crowd did pick up for this. But we were... We were waning. It was like, what, 1am in the UK at this point by the time the show started. We were probably at quarter to two. It was at quarter to two. Them two were hungover. I, don't, I think we'd stop drinking at this point. We'd only had like five or six. We stopped drinking. It was like, we'll save ourselves for tomorrow. Because, if I didn't mention enough on previous shows, the beer gardens were reopening. Um, yeah, the next morning. So we're sat there at quarter to two. I remember saying to one of them, we're going to be sat outside a pub in seven and a half hours. So yeah. Um, I mean, Kevin Owens, Sammy's end this match. We were tired. I, as I say, I went back and watched it, and this was really, really good. For the time that they got nine minutes, really, really good. I mean, the video package they put on before made the feud look a lot better than it had, but it did make it feel like a big feud. The Sami Zayn character, I think, was great. Um, Kevin Owens was over huge. So, yeah, what more you can complain? You've got the hot over baby face. The heel has got a great gimmick. Um... You had thingy, didn't you? you had Logan Paul involved. It, look, I always get confused with these Paul brothers. Logan Paul involved in it. Um, but yeah, these two, they're just going out there. They're throwing each other's on the head. You've got brain busters on the apron. Exploder suplexes into the corner. Sami Zayn got quite a lot of offense in this match. He's hitting blue thunder bombs. I mean, at one point, 
Corey corrected Michael. Michael Cole did not have a good WrestleMania, did he? But yeah. Um, they just, I don't know, we got a fisherman suplex off the top rope. It was it was just, a, it was a really, really good match. It's a shame they didn't get like 16, 17 minutes. Because um, I do think they could have had a four-star plus match. I mean, I think I went, I went three and a half stars on it. So for nine minutes to get a three and a half star match, much better on the second watch. I think that's because you get the disappointment, don't you, that the match has just finished and you was like, oh, I was kind of hoping this would be more. But when you go in, when you watch it on the second watch, you know it only gets nine minutes. And it was better than I'd remembered when I did watch it for the second time. Um, obviously, Owens gets the win, as you expected. Um, and then Logan Paul sort of semi-turns on Sam. Well, he did turn on Sami Zayn, didn't he? He's raising Owens' hand. Owens is looking at him like, what are you doing? Stunner, crowd go crazy. It gave us a WrestleMania moment. And yeah, really good match, but it needed more time. But hey, we needed that 40-minute Nia Jax match. Backstage, we get Matt Riddle, Carly, and Rob Van Dam. Riddle's buzzing to see RVD. Riddle, I mean, his character's a bit... It's not how I'd be booking him, but there is little points where it makes me laugh. Like, I'm Raw on Monday. I mean, I was going to talk about Raw at the end, but hey. The only thing worth talking about at Raw was Riddle. Matt Riddle beat Randy Orton. Matt Riddle beat Randy Orton. Couldn't believe it, but Matt Riddle scooting around Randy Orton singing I Hear Voices in My Head. Just, it tickled me. It tickled me. Boy. Um, yeah, RVD's going on about rolling papers. Riddle was buzzing about it. But the match, Riddle versus Sheamus. Now, I thought this was really good watching live. We were watching it with Neil Neil. I think the botch might have hindered other people's opinions of this match. But... These two were always going to have a really good match. Riddle's great. Sheamus has been great this year. I was just happy to see Matt Riddle get a singles match at Mania. I mean, I've put in my notes here, it's the highest we may ever see Matt Riddle. Hopefully, I mean, they've given the singles match against Sheamus. They've had him go over around the Orton. So hopefully, do you know what I mean? They see more. But this is this match is hard hitting. Uh, at one point, at the end of the match, Riddle gets busted up. The only problem was Sheamus. I can see it in my head now. He's got him on the second rope, ready for the white noise. And he, he's on the second rope, and he has to climb to the top, which is going to be hard when you've got Maridal on your shoulders. And instead of throwing him, he slips off. Instead of throwing him and trying it again, he just he just got on with it. I mean, I think they recovered well from it, to be fair. And the finish, the it's a shame, because I, I think this match would have got even... I think this match would have been four stars if they, had, if they hadn't have done that little botch. But they recovered well from it, and the ending was great. Riddle... Springboard moonsault attempt off the top rope. He's springing and Sheamus bam into a brawl kick. Sheamus kicks Riddle's tooth out. The replay, they'd shown that replay about four or five times. And the tip of the toe just smashed into Riddle's mouth. Really, really, really good end into the match. I mean, except for the botch, I thought this was great. This should have opened the show. Crowd, hot crowd would have been buzzing for this. But yeah, as was the theme of the night, except for the Kevin's, Kevin Owens match, the heel won. So I went 3.75 on this. I would have preferred Riddle to win, but I think Sheamus did deserve a title win for his... I think he should have been the world title match. I said on... I was going to say yesterday's show. As I said on the day before's review nine days ago, definitely Drew McIntyre should have been facing Sheamus for the WWE title on night one of WrestleMania. Now next we got um, Big E against Apollo in a Nigerian drum match. Never heard of that before. Don't really want to see it again. Um, I mean, as soon as they started in the video package, the great video package where Biggie's like, oh, I was born in Tampa. This is my city. I grew up performing. I mean, going on Raymond James Stadium. I thought this fucker's getting beat. But 
Really, you, they're trying to propel Big E, I think. It looks like they're trying, yeah. They need to propel a babyface, don't they? And you'd want him to go over Apollo. But, as I said on the preview, Apollo has lost time after time after time to Big E that Summer had to go here. And you kind of knew. It was the mixture of the hometown, the fact Apollo had lost so many times. Um, you knew that this was inevitable. And, yeah, um, what was it? Commander Aziz or whatever he was called, Babatunde or whatever, he interferes and Apollo gets the win. They weren't really odd, to be fair to him. Um, Apollo, it's a splash for a table. Big E um, is like, the, the spots including the steps. They're really working hard, as, as you'd expect these two getting a singles match on Mania. If you said to Apollo a few years ago, you're going to get a singles match on Mania, he'd have been buzzing. He was in a tag team with Titus doing nothing in catering. See, I'm sure this was big for them. I mean, I've gone three stars on the match. For a three-star match in six minutes, they did well. They worked hard. But, yeah, the big thing on this show that let things down was the timing. Even Seamus Riddle, ten minutes. Would it... There was a spell in the show, and I think it was maybe after the rear match. And I was sat there. They was falling asleep, and I'm sat there. And I thought, this is gone. There was, honestly, I went back and timed it 22 minutes from the end of one match to the start of the next, including video packages, including the Hall of Fame, and it was just, you didn't need it. You could have just given, if you'd have given those three ma the last three matches, Owen Zane, Sheamus Riddle, Apollo Big E, if you'd have given those three matches an extra five minutes, this show would have been great. I'm telling you, it would have been great. All these matches needed was more time, because in the time that they were given, they were really well worked. But yeah, theme of the night again, the heel Apollo wins the title. Yeah, this is where I've got 22-minute gap from, from the end of this Big E match to the start of the Oscar Rhea Ripley match, 22 minutes. It's fucking stupid, isn't it? But yeah, um, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. We're already at the semi-main event, which is crazy. But yeah, Oscar Rhea Ripley, Raw Women's title, the... <laughs> The uh, Rhea Ripley theme song was not sang great. Sorry if you were listening here and you sung that theme song, but yeah, it was not the greatest. I am a fan, big fan of live performances at Abania singing in a theme, but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, the crowd, they killed the crowd, I think. We'd had, what, a Seamus heel victory, an Apollo heel victory. We'd had the whole, like, do you know what I mean? The Hall of Fame stuff. The, yeah. The crowd were gone here. I don't think the live performance helped him, but the match goes, what, it went 13 minutes and there was no heat from the crowd, there was no involvement, they did work hard, but didn't work. it was okay, it was better than the match they had on Raw the next night, that was a terrible match, awful, this was better, um, now look, no one's going to remember about this match, I went two and three quarter stars on this, yeah? no one's going to remember that the match wasn't great, they're just going to remember that Rhea Ripley won the title, so... If you said to me at the start, I mean, if you go back and listen to our preview show, which I encourage you to do, so if you go back and listen to that, I did say that the thing that they need to do is just forget it. They just need to make two new women's stars. They need to freshen up this whole women's division, yeah? We need Bianca to go over strong. We need Rhea to go over strong. And to the credit, they put both of them over clean. So I'm not going to do much complaining because they've made two stars here. Like, it was good booking on that. I would have, you can always pick, have nitpicks, but yeah. Right decision, right person won, but it was another heel. So I was sat there saying to them, I was like, we've had five heels and one babyface win here. It's Daniel Bryan winning this main event, which really didn't make much sense if that was going to happen. But 
Before that, we got the whole, the whole thing was, ooh, what's Bailey going to do? What's Bailey going to do? Is Rhonda going to come out? Speaking of Rhonda, she's pregnant. Two years after she left to get pregnant, yeah, she's actually pregnant. So that's, she's, she's due in September, so she's going to make it to next year's WrestleMania. Everyone's saying, oh, it's going to be Becky Rhonda in Dallas next year. Mm, maybe not. Maybe so, really, but nah, nah, I don't think it's going to be. They might save that for LA the next year. Maybe you can do, like, Becky against... Maybe do the four-horsewoman fatal four-way next year. There's plenty. You've got plenty of options. Now you've made Bianca and Rhea anyway. But they've got time to mess that up. But yeah, it was Bailey. She's out abusing Hulk and Titus. And then we're all thinking, is it Becky? Is it Randa? No, we get, you can look, but you can't touch. The fucking Bellas are out. We get Bailey. She's like, John Cena ain't here tonight. What are you doing? And we get the Bellas. You want the biggest crowd pleasers in the world. You've got Hulk Hogan, who's <laughs> there, and the Bellas. The baby faces Bellas beat down the heel 2-1-1. Two, two really loud boos. What a complete waste of Bailey. I'm not sure what they were doing. I mean, she got a lot of screen time, didn't she, on Mania? So I suppose, suppose at least there's that in there. But um, yeah, this led in to our main event. And this main event video package was excellent. It was Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. It was, as I said on the preview show, the real only match going in that felt like, yeah, this is a big time WrestleMania main event. And it was, it was. I said, we got a great video package. Edge's entrance was amazing. Um, 10 years after he relinquished the belt, it was just great to see where it. He's the hottest fucking steam everywhere. It's a great song from Alter Bridge. And he's just buzzing to be there. Even though, like, he's turned tween a heel it was just a great moment weren't it um so it came out and it was like edge got cheered brian got cheered but it was like it was it wasn't like you know what i mean we used to like big receptions for brian but as i, I said this i said this everyone was like oh edge is gonna get booed roman's gonna get cheered brian's gonna get booed no edge was never gonna get booed here edge comes out to the biggest pop and it was Edge got cheered. Daniel Bryan got mixed reaction for me. You could I mean, people are like, oh, they're all doing the yes chant. It's like, yeah, that's visible. But there was, you could hear mixed reactions here, which you're going to get when you've got three popular guys. But the big surprise to me was Roman got booed. Great, great. We've got the heel getting booed. But I was surprised. I thought it'd be a smarky crowd. They're going to cheer the heel that's been carrying SmackDown. Since August, he's been the star of the whole Thunderdome era of WWE. But no, he gets booed. Great, great. Because my worry was, if Roman gets cheered, he's going to get cheered and cheered and cheered. And eventually, they're going to turn him face sooner than he needs to be. So this hopefully delays. I do think when we get back to week-to-week um, arenas, Roman will be getting cheered after a couple of months in that environment. But at least this delays it a little bit. The match itself, I mean, you've all seen it by now. I'm not going into great detail. But this match... See, I, I, I like comparing it because watching it live, we was falling asleep because it was like four o'clock. I was thinking, I can't fall asleep in the main event at WrestleMania. But I think I think Neil and Sean did fall asleep. I know Sean did. But I sort of like, yeah, really good match. I think I went four and I watched it again. This match was excellent. Excellent match. Excellent three-way. It was just great. It was non-stop. The pacing of it was great. There was no like, oh, two guys will fight, one guy lie down. It was just everything seemed to interlink. I mean, we got Jay attacking Brian and Edge, but then Edge hits the execution on Jay, and then he's out of there. We get the spot Roman and Edge spearing each other at the same time. The crowd are going crazy. They're into this. We get the yes lock on both. Um, what did we have? We had Edge there, and like 
Roman, Roman, basically Edge put the thing in his mouth, didn't he, yeah? And then Edge had the cross face on Roman. Daniel Bryan comes in. And I can fact it. I've not watched it for a week and I've been out three times since I remember this. Roman Reigns is like pulling a great, great facial. You've got Edge with a cross face and you've got Daniel Bryan with a yes lock in. And then those two start slapping each other. It's like Bryan just twice cost Edge the match. Um, because you get, obviously, I'm trying to think. I was all mixed up. But you got like Edge speared. Edge speared Roman, didn't he? And then it's one, two, and Brian pulls the referee out of the ring. Just some great spots. You got Brian going through the announce table on his neck. It was just. I mean, I like the spot where after that, Roman's put Brian through the announce table. And the whole arena's chanting, Roman sucks, and everyone's just looking. He's just embracing it. I just thought, you're a fucking great heel. This match, I'm sorry, I'm just talking about it. And it's one of the matches where. You don't often get this. I think it's a WrestleMania main event where you could easily just shove it on. You know what I mean? You could just shove that on. If you like a few mates around, you want to show a non-wrestling from this, you'd shove this match on. It is that good, I'm telling you. If you got, if you want to go and watch this match again, I think it'll it'll even improve your opinion of it, which I'm assuming everyone loved the match anyway. But the end comes, you get Edge spearing Brian, spearing Roman. You get Brian, as I alluded to, pulled the ref out of the ring, after which that meant even Bex, he'd already been speared. Then you get Edge smashing him with chairs. Concerto to Brian. He's out of there. Yeah. Spear to Roman. And Jay Uso comes out. Edge spears him. Yeah. But what happens after Edge spears Jay? Turns around. Bang. Bang. Spear from Roman. And yeah. I mean, Spear from Roman to Edge, Concerto to Edge. So, Brian and Edge have both been Concerto'd. Roman, as he said, he what was he going to do? He's going to stock them up, stack them up, and he he puts Edge on Brian, and Roman Reigns pins Edge and Daniel Bryan to retain the Universal title in a fucking classic match. Classic. Four and a half. Four and a half. And we get, it's no, no, this is who the star is. The star is Roman. He's the guy, the guy they're going forward with, the guy that's hopefully going to face The Rock in a year or two at WrestleMania. And yeah, this is WrestleMania going off air with the heel and the fireworks going off. Six heels win, one babyface win. Mm, I would have done that differently. But yeah, just a great match, great match. I mean, you've got, obviously, Brian and Edge weren't on SmackDown, which people, there's so many people were on SmackDown Raw. We had no Lashley on Raw. No Corbin on SmackDown. No Edge on SmackDown. No Brian on SmackDown. People saying it's COVID-related. Maybe they're just giving people time off. But you've got this set up. Edge and Brian can have gone to have a great feud. It makes sense for them to face on WrestleMania. Backlash. I think that's the way you go. Those rumours that Brian and Edge were going to face off after. But yeah, it makes sense. You can go forward with Brian versus Edge. We're clearly getting Cesaro versus Roman. Cesaro versus Roman. Edge versus Brian, two great feuds to go forward with. But yeah, night two, night two. It was this WrestleMania was a success. Definitely, definitely. Two nights. I enjoyed night one and night two was good. I think it was two good shows. You can't complain about either show. There's things like I have complained about, but yeah. They were both really good shows. And I think WWE every credit did a really good job. I wish I'd have gone. Wish I could have gone, but couldn't they? I'll hopefully be there next year in Dallas. Um but yeah. My, one of the big take coming out of this is the whole two nights thing. Will they do it again? We've all both we've all heard by now that the it was was it eleven thousand blah blah blah. There was an estimated eighteen thousand in both nights. Obviously, they only put twenty thousand tickets on sale each night. 
Um, but the ticket touts took some of them, so that's why there was MCs. WWE did sell out 40,000 tickets combined for these two nights. Um, but the big take was, obviously there's someone, as I always say, who's attended Mania for like, what, the last... I've, I think I've attended four, yeah? So the first one was a four-hour show. Crowd were going crazy for Roman Lesnar, yeah? Then I was at um, 33. Crowd were dead for Roman Taker. Dead, Yeah? 34, crowd with dead, didn't care, throwing beach balls for Roman Lesnar. Look at that part, that could be booking, yeah? 35, at the end of a seven-hour show, the hottest match on that show was Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte. Crowd should have been going crazy. They would have been going crazy if this had been three or four hours in. But they didn't because it's a seven-hour show. The big take from this is two nights, you got two red-hot crowds for the main event of these shows. Sasha Bianca, classic Mania main event. Not classic. Yeah, it was. It, you can argue that it was. But this, night two, classic Mania main event. And that's the big thing. The whole thing that people remember WrestleMania for. If the main event ends terribly, no one cares. People will say oh, that wasn't the best Mania. The main event ends great is the key to that. And the crowd, we're going crazy for both main events. We need two nights. You either need to go four hours or you need two nights. So Vince, I know you're not listening. Go to two nights, yeah? can't sit there in Dallas, well I could do, but can't sit there in Dallas after seven hours, you do, let's be honest with these long shows, yeah, look at that crowd in New York, we're dead for The Rock versus John Cena at WrestleMania 29, the shows need to be sure, go to two nights, go to two nights, you're gonna sell out, you know what I mean, I'm flying halfway across the world for these shows, I'm gonna go to both nights, you might get a little percentage dip on the second night, you didn't hear but you might do, but it's not going to be big, go for two nights, everyone's already in town, go for two nights, but yeah, that was night two of WrestleMania 37, a really good show, yeah, I had a really good weekend, really good WrestleMania week, hopefully it's my last one in the UK, in Preston and in Leeds, I mean, I'm on the train going to Leeds after I'd left you lot with that podcast, it's snowing, I'm going through Halifax, it was snowing, Um, but yeah, we had a good night on the Sunday, the Monday, we had a good drink in Leeds, Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, we went out, I was back pretty early really from Leeds Monday night, but yeah, it was nice to be back last week, went out a few times, nothing too crazy really, um, yeah, but hey, we're back, It was. it's tough though, from not watching wrestling for a week, which I didn't last week, so I was like doing stuff, if you miss a week of wrestling, you've got fucking lots to catch up on, I watched, right, so since Sunday, I've watched AEW, Smackdown, two Raws, Two Raws, yeah, fuck it out. It's been a big job. That's like, what, 12 hours of wrestling in two days. I've been going to work during this point. I had my little girl on Friday, but yeah, so it is hard to catch up and try and keep on top of it. So yeah, so this is just your catch-up show. Um, I went a bit, I didn't realise I'd be going 40 minutes here, but yeah, that was catch-up show. WrestleMania 37 night to a big success. AW 1.2 million viewers, an incredible news story. Yeah, it's been a great two weeks of wrestling, on it? I've really enjoyed it. I'm excited for what's to come. We've got WrestleMania Backlash coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about WWE next Tuesday, AEW the following Friday. So, yeah, as I say, find us on Twitter, um, at Daniel Ball Pod, as you can see in the top right-hand corner. Um, so, yeah, what have we got, like, 20,200 followers on Twitter now. So, yeah, keep, keep the followers coming in. Um, I've been a bit quiet on Twitter, but as I said I've not been watching much wrestling, so I'm not really going to... I've just been tweeting little bits and thing, bit, bits and pieces along the way. Um, but yeah, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just search Daniel Ball Wrestling and we will come up. We've also got a neutral wrestling feed, so if you can't find that, search neutral wrestling. We're on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Daniel Ball Wrestling if you want to support the show. Thanks to everyone who already does. Um, And yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Daniel, and I will see you again next time on the show. Don't worry, you will not go nine days without another show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. See you later, everyone.